praise God. Glad that we could meet again. Last week, we saw on basic spiritual health, part one. And we saw the majesty of God's word. And to enjoy that three things we must do. Repent for neglecting God's word. Rededicate our life to study and meditate God's word. And also to rely on the strength of God to start our Bible study anew. Our bodies need to cooperate to do this. You have dedicated your life or rededicated your life. Now our bodies should cooperate to do this. And this morning, I wanted to uh, share with you on basic spiritual health, part 2. Matthew 24 and verse 26 and verse 41. Jesus said, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Jesus knew very well that sometimes, or most of the time, our spirits are willing, but our flesh is always weak. 1 Corinthians 9.27, Paul cried out, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. He says, I discipline my body. And Romans 7 and verse 8, Paul said, for I know that in me dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. Jesus recognized the power of the flesh and later Paul also recognized it. I wanted to tell you, my dear brother, my dear sister, it's a challenge. But when you and I begin to learn to discipline our bodies, our minds, we will be able to really grow in God by the grace of God. I always remember the story of two dogs. I was just thinking of this. I used to see a lot of dogs. I'm sure you also have seen a lot of dogs on the roads. Some dogs are very healthy, very strong. Some of them are very weak. Now you keep two dogs, both of them of the same height, same weight, and everything is same. But you begin to feed one dog with good food and the other dog just give little water and maybe a little bit of food. Over a period of time, you know, the dog that has been fed well becomes stronger and stronger. And the dog that has not been fed well becomes weaker and weaker. And when there is a battle, you know, when there is a fight, we can understand the dog with increased strength will overpower the dog with decreased strength. It's similar in our souls, our spirits, our body. When you and I begin to feed our spirits, when you and I begin to feed our soul with the word of God, with the presence of God more and more, and do our best to starve the flesh with the grace and strength of God, our inner man will become stronger. The beauty is the spirit of God is willing to come and dwell in such a flesh which is so weak, which has given itself to the things of the world. The Bible says in Isaiah 41 and verse 10, Fear not, for I am with thee. Do not be dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yes, God will strengthen us. He said, Fear not. Don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. I am there to help you, strengthen you and help you. Galatians 6 and verse 9, the Bible says, Let us not become weary in well-doing, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not faint or do not give up. Yes, never give up. You have started, 
you have dedicated yourself. Some of you sent messages saying that God ministered to you. Now don't give up. Hold on to it. And as you feed your inner man, you will become stronger and stronger. It is a battle and devil will do all it can to distract you and to put you down. Daniel had a challenge. The three Hebrew friends of Daniel had a challenge. But they withstood that challenge. They said, we will hold on to our God. Rather, we would hold on to God and face death than live without God. Today, you and I are facing the same challenge in different, different ways. You and I may not be in prison. We may not be in exile. We may not be facing a lion's den. We may not be facing a fiery furnace. But still, you and I face different challenges like job, busy schedule, family responsibilities, laziness, and so many other things. And in the midst of all this, you and I can ask God, Lord, strengthen this weak body. Help me. And you have done that. You continue to do it. We will continue to do it and we will see the grace of God. This day, we shall study the three essentials that is needed to continue the study of God's word. The three essentials that is needed to continue the study of God's word. The first and the foremost, I feel, is humility. Humility. I want to read to you from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 8 onwards. I want to read to you, sorry, chapter 8 from verse 1 onwards. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land or which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you and to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Here in this passage you find in Deuteronomy 8 how the Bible says, Moses is telling the people, God humbled you first before he can, you can understand that man shall not live by bread alone. You will understand, before you could understand the importance of God's word, first thing is God humbled you. Yes, twice it is mentioned in verse 2 and verse 3, God humbled you. However educated we are, however wealthy we are, however well off we are, we will never know how to handle God uh, challenges in life that comes our way sometimes. God, God created this body to bear the image of God. A strong realization that only God can give us direction in life is very, very important. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 to 9, I read to you, Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the way, when you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Verse 1, Moses starts by saying, the source is God. The source is God. These commands that I give you, when he says that it is God who has given this, 
This action that Moses is telling the people to take is to make the word of God penetrate into the hearts and stay there firmly in the lives of the people. To grow in the knowledge of God, we must humble and come to study God's word. Deuteronomy 12 and verse 28, Moses said, Observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with you and with thy children after thee forever. Yes, God always connects his word, the responsibility of us to respond to his word and also the blessings on us and our children. And here it says that it may go well with you and with your children forever. And Isaiah 62 and verse 2, the Bible says, God will bless those who humble and, with a, and of a contrite heart, who tremble at his word. Yes, humility and coming to God's word. Deuteronomy and Matthew records, man shall not live by bread alone. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3 said, he humbled you. Psalm 119 and verse 33 the psalmist said, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes and I shall keep it to the end. Can we humble ourselves and come to God and say, Lord, I want to learn your word. I want to take directions from you. I want to take instructions from you. Lord, this life belongs to you and I want you to help me to live this life. You teach me from the life's manual, the Bible. And as we humble, God will do that. God will do that. There was a Japanese company that sold a big missionary to the West. And there in the West, suddenly that mission went back. So they sent a telegram to the Japanese company and said, your mission is not working. Can you please send a good technician to settle it? So the Japanese agreed and they sent a technician. These people from the West, they have gone to the airport to receive this Japanese technician. They see at the airport, a very young boy coming there. He, were, he looked inexperienced. The, 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 the Westerners received him, put him in the hotel, and then they sent a telegram again to the company and said, you have sent a technician who has no experience. Can you send somebody who has got more experience? The Japanese company reverted back to the Westerners and said, he made the mission, let him fix it. He made the mission, let him fix it. God created you and me. May God fix our life. And for that, you and I have to humble ourselves and come to God. Today, people with just little knowledge of God's word are doing things as if they know everything about God and his word. It's very important. We continuously learn, continuously humble ourselves Come to his word with such an humble heart. This is God, the creator of the whole universe. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. And he has given us his word. And God is telling us, yes, I will help you. But we have to come to God, humble ourselves. You and I have to frame a schedule in such a way. Saying, Lord, I wanted to include spending time with you in my busy schedule. I want to be in your presence. I wanted to spend time. I want to keep this time for you out of this 24 hours. I want to keep this time to be with you. Start small. I advise you, start small. Humble yourself. Look to God and cry out to God. And God will help you. 
cry out to God and say, Lord, I want to study your word. I want to know your word. I want to, I want to know your word more than anything in this world. And through your word, I want to know you. Paul cried out and said that his one desire is to know Christ. If that is your heart's cry, if that is your heart's desire, I wanted to assure you that you can come to God and say, Lord, I open my heart. I humble myself. I want to learn. Teach me. Teach me thy word. Teach me thy word. And God will do that. Humility. Second one is hunger. Deuteronomy 8.3, the Bible says, So he humbled you. I loved you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, the Bible says God humbled them and then God made them hungry. They were hungry for bread. And God commanded the bread to come to them. How? Not by manufacturing, but he spoke his word and came and food came on their tables. Yes, if you have a hunger for God, to know God's word, to read his word, to study his word, I'll tell you, you'll be able to receive your satisfaction. The Bible says in Matthew 5 and verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. Hunger and thirst for God's righteousness. Here the Bible tells us the righteousness of God is revealed for you and me. The Bible reveals it. And if you and I can hunger for this righteousness of God, wherein we can live that life, the Bible says you will be filled. The Bible says in Psalm 107 and verse 9, For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness, with good things. For he satisfies the longing soul. What is your longing? To know God's word, if there is a longing. If, to know God through his word, if there is a longing. I'll tell you, the Bible says he will fill the hungry soul with goodness. May our souls hunger, thirst, hunger for it. Longing and hungry for God's goodness. We want goodness to happen to us. Goodness of God can come our way through the word of God. Through the word of God. Psalm 119 and verse 97, the psalmist said, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. He, he just was amazed and he said, Lord, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day long. Just think of it. Whole day. Yes, you and I can meditate a small portion in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, maybe in the night. I'll tell you, it can remain with us, not just the whole day. The whole life, it will remain for us. It starts with a moment. Have that hunger in your heart. Pray that God will create that hunger to learn more and more, to know God more, to know his word more. John chapter 7 and verse 37. Jesus said, now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Only those who are thirsty, Jesus said, if any man is thirsty, he never gave an invitation to everyone. He said, those who are thirsty, come and drink. That's the beauty with our Savior. 
Only those who hunger and thirst can receive his righteousness. Only those who are thirsty will be able to receive his water. And the Bible says in James, Job chapter 23 and verse 12, God called him before that he was a very godly man. He was an upright man, pure man. And your Job confesses in Job 23 and verse 12, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job was a rich man. He had a lot of wealth. He had a lot of good food on the table. He had made a lot of feasts for his children and for others. And here the Bible says, more than all these wonderful food, I have esteemed the words of your mouth. That was the honor he placed for God's word. What is the honor that you place upon God's word? Is there a hunger for you for God's word? Psalm 119 and verse 26. The psalmist said, it is time for you, O Lord, to act, for they have regarded your law as void. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. Yes, than fine gold. Here the psalmist is saying, Lord, on one side, they have disregarded your word. Because of this, I have discovered something that your word is wonderful than fine gold. That was the cry of the psalmist. Can you and I learn to discover God's word? Can we say, Lord, your word is more precious than the finest of the gold? We always think of gold, 24 carats, 22 carats, 20 carats, 18 carats. More than pure gold. Value. Value. That is the value of God's word. Amos 8 and verse 11. He said, the days are coming. Days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of God. The Bible says people will have a longing to hear the word of God. They will have a famine. They will be thirsty. They will be hungry to hear the word of God. They, will, they wanted to hear the word of God. That will be so precious for them. Amos warned, a day will come, my dear brother, my dear sister, before that day come, maybe it comes in during our lifetime, what will happen? Whatever. Let us prepare and have a hunger for God's word now, when God has given us beautiful Bibles. When I went to Saudi for the first time, they never allowed the Bibles to come into that land. It was a huge challenge for us to get the Bible in. And during the Kuwait war, Gulf War, truckloads of Bible came into a country and we were able to distribute. And now that country is opened and many places we find people are hungry for the word of God. In October, I was in Singapore where my son took me to a Bible study. I went there. There was a, a huge hall, not a very big one. It's a medium-sized hall. And it was packed. There was no place for us to move. It was packed with boys and girls. 80 plus youth gathering for Bible study from 8.30 to 9.30 in the night. So beautifully it was arranged. I was admiring. Some of them are coming from university. Some of them are coming from work, tired. They eat something in a nearby restaurant and they come in at 8.30 to attend the Bible study. In January, 
I asked one of the person who took me to the Bible salon along with my son, how is that going? She said, uncle, now that place is overcrowded. We are not able to contain the crowd. So many people are coming for the Bible study. Yes, my dear brother, my dear sister, the world is hungry for God's word. Do you have an hunger to learn God's word? If you have a hunger to learn God's word, then you will find the word of God as the greatest thrill in your life. Never read the Bible to discover an answer for your problem, but read and study and meditate to discover God and your problem will take care of itself. Never learn to discover a solution for your problem by reading the Bible. Let it be there. Learn the word to discover God, to know God. And my desire is that all of us will have an experience of God, of seeing God in every pages of scripture. God walking on the pages of scripture, revealing his heart to us. That's what God can do. God's, God's wisdom in arranging the themes, the truths, the stories, and the situations in the Bible are amazing. Some of the scholars have taken it as a lifelong expedition to discover different themes in the Bible, different strategies that God has kept in the Bible to reveal himself. Amazing, amazing. It amazes me. The more I read, the more I, I study, I realize how much I don't know. I calculate, oh, my life is so much, 60. How many years I'm going to live? How much I'm going to learn more of God's word? Will, will I learn enough of God during that time? Whatever. I wanted to tell you, may God increase that love for you and me. A little girl was crying one day for her mother. The people around her were trying to give her some dolls and chocolates and other things to pacify her. She takes it, she sees, she throws it away. And when they, when they saw that, they asked her, why, this is a doll, these are the chocolates for you. She said, no, I want my mother. I want my mother. A little girl is not happy with the dolls. She's not happy with the chocolates. She wants a mother. I want to ask you, can we be better than a little girl? Can we tell Lord more than things of this world? I want to have an hunger for you. I want to know you. I want to know your word. I want to study your word. Teach me. God will do that. God will do that. He will discover, we will discover the truth from God's precious word. Wonderful truths. First, humble yourself to come to God's word. Plan your schedule. Secondly, have an hunger to learn to learn God, to see God, to, to study His Word. Amazing. God will move in. And third and finally, rely on the Holy Spirit and human reasoning to discover the truth from God's Word. Yes, I said last week, rely on the Word of, rely on the strength of God to bring a revival in you to come to God's Word. Now, you continue to rely on the Holy Spirit along with that human reasoning to study and discover the truths in God's word. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, He fed you with manna which you did not know and did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We have to know 
we have to know, we can know how in now for us, he has given us his Holy Spirit. Secondly, God has given us the human reasoning. These two can work together. And as we reason, as we look to God, and as we look to the Holy Spirit, he would answer our questions. You will not benefit much by just reading it, studying it, and meditating alone. But there's another level. You and I have to reason with God. You and I should ask God, Lord, reveal this truth to me. The Bible says, the scripture, how can I learn? What, what it means? How can I apply to my life? Proverbs 2, verse 3 and 4. I have read this Proverbs many times. But last week, something new came into my life as I was meditating. On 2nd of May, I was meditating on Proverbs 2. Verse 3 and 4, I read to you. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of God and find the knowledge of God. Yes, if you and I can really cry out to God and ask the Holy Spirit to give us the discernment to show us the hidden treasures in the Bible, if you can help us to understand the truths of God's scripture, the Bible says we will understand the fear of God and find the knowledge of God. Just think of it. The knowledge of God, the creator of the universe for you and me, sinners, mind stained with sin, body stained with sin. God has redeemed us with his precious blood, given us his precious Holy Spirit to be in us. And now he wants to teach us about himself, reveal himself to you and me. What a glory that is. The Bible contains plain meaning most of the times and we discover new layer of meaning each time we read God's word. Yes, as you begin to read God's word, you and I will begin to discover new layers of God's truth coming to us powerfully, powerfully. I mean that one scripture can minister to us at different times with different ways according to our situation. That's the power of scripture. Unless you experience it, you will not know the glory of it. We must read, study, meditate the scripture by allowing the scriptures to run through us. To run through us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Scripture should run through my heart, through our spirits, through our soul. It should run through Plato, he was a Greek philosopher. He said, the unexamined life is the life not worth living. The unexamined life is the life not worth living. And the best way to examine one's life is to allow the scriptures to run through, to scan through our hearts, to scan through our minds. Ask God questions. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to you. Ask the help of the Holy Spirit to cleanse you, to warn you, to, to, to challenge your mind. Paul said, when I come to you, I will come to you with the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. He said in Ephesians, God has given to me this great treasure in the earthen vessels that the excellency of, of power can be of God, not of man. 
He said, I will, not, I will not come to you with the wisdom of man, but I will come to you in the demonstration of the spirit and of power. He was depending on the Holy Spirit. He was highly learned, but he had the assistance of the Holy Spirit to take the word and teach. Most of the believers think the Holy Spirit is for some great servants of God to do some spectacular ministry of healing and deliverance. Or for somebody who is involved in other type of ministry. No, it is for you and me. If you want your life to be a continuous service to God and humans, then you and I must depend on the Holy Spirit to teach His precious, precious word to us continuously. Continuously. Not just one time or once in a way. Continuously, every day. John 14 and verse 26 the Bible, Jesus said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, just to look at the way Jesus is mentioning about God, helper, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. When we are facing life's different challenges and situations, not knowing what to do, how to handle, if we have already disciplined ourselves to depend on the Holy Spirit and studied God's word, Jesus saying, he will bring to your remembrance all that I have spoken to you in the Bible. We can be highly educated and still interpret the scriptures wrongly. Here the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit will guide us and he will teach us and he will also help us. Can you depend on this Holy Spirit to learn God's word? Can you tell him, Lord, you are my helper to understand God's word? You're my guide. You're my teacher. I want you to sit with me and teach me. Do we ask the Holy Spirit every day? We can. The Bible tells us in Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 20. This is what he said. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. In the Old Testament, Nehemiah recognized. Yes, the instructions was coming from the Holy Spirit. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. 1 John and 2.27, Jesus said, The anointing will teach you about all things. Yes, the Holy Spirit, anointing of the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2.20, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit teaches, searches everything, even the depths of God. That's the beauty. The Spirit of God, God has revealed to us through the Spirit. The revelation of God's word will come to us through his spirit. And in verse 13 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he said, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Holy Spirit was teaching Paul. The same Holy Spirit is available for me, he is available for you, he is available for every believer in the world. Holy Spirit Teaching you and me, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. One of the proud statements that I've heard from people is, who were the former teachers or who are the former mentors? It's amazing for us to recollect our old teachers, our old mentors, and say with a lot of joy and happiness and even pride that he was my mentor, he was my teacher. Imagine, we have someone who, God himself through the power of the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and to be our mentor. Receiving and 
the teaching of the Holy Spirit as simple as submitting our lives to one day at a time and making time to listen to him and study the word with him. Yes, every day you and I can submit ourselves to God, submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit and he will take the word of God and teach us. And as we do it, there will be a growth every day. Psalm 119 and verse 18, the psalmist said, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. I think I prayed many times uh, this scripture when I went to study and meditate God's word. Open my eyes. Yes, use your human reasoning. Interact with God and his spirit to make your Bible study and meditation different from now. And not only that, for you to be changed in your life. Do not, do you refer to God's word during your prayer times? And do you pray constantly when you read, study, meditate God's word? Yes, both should go together. When you're praying, go to God's word. Pick up the scriptures, pray the scriptures. And when you are reading the word, pray. And I'll tell you, you will begin to grow in God. Our basic spiritual health will begin to show improvement. Second Timothy chapter 3 verses 14 to 17. Paul writing to Timothy, he's saying, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of because you know those from whom you learnt it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God is thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word, the scriptures are God breathed. It is useful for teaching. It tells us what is right. Rebuking tells us what is wrong. Correcting, it helps us to correct our wrong. And training in righteousness continuously trains us to live a righteous life. Reading Bible to know mere history and what it says is no use. It must speak to us effectively and emotionally. It should affect us. I'm not saying effectively, affect us. And it should change our emotions. John 14, verse 21 and 23, two lovely scriptures. I want to tell you, I quote this almost every day in my life, in my prayer time. Beautiful scripture. Jesus said, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, it is he that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. The revelation of God to me, to you personally. What a glory that is God revealing himself through the scriptures. When we love the scriptures, want to obey it, want to know what is the mind of God. And Judas, not, is, uh, not the one who betrayed, he said, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? He was confused. He had questions. And Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man loves me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. We will come unto him and make our abode with him. Just think of these two. The manifestation of God, then the abiding presence of God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. God 
is there waiting for you and me. I read a story many years ago. There was in Russia two brothers, Ivan and his brother, half-brother Peter. They were seated on the throne. They were to rule the country. They were little boys. They were not matured enough to rule. And people will bring problems to them. And these little boys will give solutions to the problems that people come with. And then if they look closely, they will see a, a curtain behind, a thin veil behind. And behind the veil, Princess Sophia sits. And when questions are posed or problems are brought to the young boys, she will whisper into the ears, what is the answer? And they will tell the answer effectively. My dear brother, my dear sister, you and I have the Holy Spirit to be behind us, to teach us, to give us answers to every situation that our life poses. Ephesians 4 and verse 30, the Bible warns us, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. We can grieve the Holy Spirit of God by a sinful life, but we can also grieve the Holy Spirit of God by just merely neglecting Him and the work that He wants to do for us. He is our helper. He is our counselor. Reason with Him. Speak to Him and tell Him, speak to me and Spirit of God will reveal. I believe this will bring the highest joy for any believer. Last week I said, repent. Rededicate your life and rely on the strength of God to ignite a passion to begin to study God's word. And today, I leave with you these three things. Humble yourself and come to God. Tell him, I wanted to learn. I wanted to teach me. I don't know. I'm ignorant. Secondly, hunger for God's word, to learn more of God's word, to learn more of him. Hunger. Finally, depend on the Holy Spirit as well as use your human reasoning, questioning, investigating, studying, meditating and God will make your life a blessing in this world.